Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And welcome to Elijah Streams. It is happy Monday, February 6, 2023. Uh, I'm Steve Schultz along with my wife, Doreen. By the way, we're almost to be married 45 years. In just a few more months, we will be married 45 years. And together we form both Elijah List and Elijah Streams that you're watching right now, bringing you the voice of the prophets for, and we will hit year 26 uh, in April. So we're excited. Things are going very, very well. We're more optimistic than we've ever been. God's favor is all over us, and we thank him and praise him for that. Um, These are really good and amazing times. Um, uh, We were just talking off the air about the amazing time. So um, we're going to bring Johnny Enlow here in just a minute. A quick reminder that Barry Wunsch will be with us on the morrow, Tuesday. He will be with us. Um, so just to let you know what's going on, a quick reminder of the wells that we're digging that you're sowing into. So we'll go ahead and play that, Emily. Giving a cup of cold water is a simple way to show someone they are valued, that you care about them. When Jesus talks about this, maybe what he was trying to say, if someone cares enough to stop and think about what you need or what might help you, and they actually do something about it, wow, sacrificing for the benefit of another, that is loving your neighbor. Thank you for loving us, for giving us a cup of cold water. You give me a cup of cold water. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. Oh, I love that. I love those spots. I uh, received an email over the weekend from a lady. I can't remember her name at the moment, but she wrote in and she said, of course, we all respond differently. There are things that I weep and cry to and other things I just go, wow. But she said, I asked the Lord, when, how long do you want me to keep sowing in to these wells? And, and the Lord said, until you, it, every spot that comes on doesn't make you cry. And basically, as long as you're crying, every time you see this commercial or one of these, you need to keep giving. So that was interesting. I never thought of it that way, but um, that's amazing. I wrote personally back to her and thanked her very much for that. All right, it's time to bring on Johnny and the Unfiltered, so here we go. 1349 hours, declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Well, happy Monday to you, Johnny. Good to see you bright and early here. Well, it's not, I guess here it's, it hits the afternoon for you. Are you at two o'clock or one? One. Oh, you're two one, hours five, ahead. So. One five. Well, thank you, Steve. And, and congratulations to 45 years of being married. I heard yeah. You say that. It's, it went, it wow. went pretty fast. I'll tell you. They say, they say, don't worry. My dad used to say, you know, and he, he wasn't the wisest man, but he would say, it's going to be like a, breath and you'll be at this and he was married 38 years when he died young at night at 59 years and so i've outlived him by almost 10 years and uh and now the marriage is outlived lasted by seven so that was amazing so 
Time does funny things. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it is amazing. I'm, I'm like every year seems to go about 10% faster than the previous year. It does, doesn't it? Once you get near our age and like, what? So like, here we are, February 2023. That's like, what? That's a head scratcher. That's crazy. Crazy. Here we are. Well, you told us uh, just before you came on that, that you'd had a vision. So I'm really anxious to hear it. I said, don't tell me now. Wait, because, you know, the anxious part of me would have wanted you to drop some um, morsels about it. But I thought, no, I want to hear the whole thing with everybody else. So I don't really know what this is. So I'm going to turn it over to you and just whatever. Well, I'm I'm really, really excited. And uh, my spirit is reverberating with all he has been speaking to me. And connected, uh, connected to that word and, and other things he's been speaking to me. And hopefully we're able to, com- able to convey that today. You know, first, just to say, um, address a couple things. Everybody should listen to uh, Dolly Parton's uh, new song. I, saw, I didn't listen to it, but I saw the lyrics. I thought, wow. Don't make me come down. And I'm not going to speak into that. And it's not necessarily perfect theology. But it is a sign that... There is uh, a fear of the Lord is beginning t- to descend, and we're going to see more and more. And there's such a recognition of the violation of that. And so we're going to hear more of that versus just the unending stream of wokeness connected to that. And, con- and it kind of gives you understanding of where that would come from is also see for a different reason um, from the Grammy Grammy Awards over the weekend, an absolute uh, worship of Satan. It was just, it's as direct as you can get. And it's its going around all over the place. So I don't have a link for it, whatever, but most people have the relevant little show they put on. And, um, and I so- saw a clip. I thought there was nothing on and I saw it was on the screen. I thought, well, let me just click in and just see what's going on. I clicked and I lasted 15 seconds and I said, I'm out of here. And this one was, I think it was a trans. I think, as you can never tell, I think that was their point. It was a trans and she was singing and she was saying, and all of you, thank you for accepting all of us and our many expressions of gender. And I thought, I'm out of (laughs) here. Well, it's literally so bad that it makes me think like they're being forced to reveal themselves. Mm. And, because there's just, it's no longer covert. It's just open. And so somebody is, either somebody's um, making them do so from yeah. natural standpoint, or the Holy Spirit is making them do so. And and just to reveal themselves. And so that kind of connects to where I, where I want to start from. I'm going to get to this uh, vision, but there is some explaining to do ahead of time and some scriptures to go over. And um, it ties into a couple of things I've been saying, the misreading of the times that we're in. And the misreading of the times is, wow, we've descended into darkness. But it's literally the opposite. Um, You can start with 2019 to 2022, these last three years that have been, that have seemed like darkness. It really is that name Aaron repeated over and over. We've talked about dark to light. It's the exposure of evil. When evil can no longer hide, it is facing a big judgment. When Jesus showed up on the scene, the Antichrist, who had been sort of in a hidden posture in some way, was forced to reveal itself. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. 
And it was because the Antichrist was about to receive a death blow. And um, for those of you who still think it's something to be feared, we'll get to that in a moment. And and part of it, where I'm going to go with this, Steve, is, is the Lord is insisting on this thing about getting the right script, the right narrative, and not to have it backwards, like I think is out there a bit. Wow, we're descending into some sort of Antichrist rule. No, 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 and no. Good, good All right. If we can get there. And and there's some things that I've been, we'll say, implying, innuendoing, submitting it to you for the last year or two. And, and this is, I've had to write down what the Lord was saying to me. He says, give it to them straight. Quit trying to make it just a suggestion. Quit withholding truth. And it's good truth. It's good news. And I'm going to say it um, stronger and more direct. And it connects with this vision that, that I had actually in 2004, April 1 of 2004. I have it written in pen while I was in a worship session. Oh, wow. So that's like uh, 16, 19 years ago. Am I, am I, is that about yes. right? Almost exactly 19 years ago was a, a meeting that I was sharing in, and I had this encounter um, of the way I was having encounters, particularly at that time, with the Lord, and he showed me some things. And then he showed me how it applies. Um, he had me revisit this and find this prophetic word and tell me yeah. what parts of it are relevant for right now. And it goes in with what um, what I'm going to say right now. Uh, again, I'm going to establish the narrative we are supposed to live by. And there's going to be rewards for living by the right narrative. And by the right narrative, it's the right storyline. And we know end times and eschatology have been disputed and argued about for a long time. But there is a blessing for aligning with what is his narrative and with what he's saying. It's as, it's as uh, you know, as important as it was for the children of Israel, the point we made over and over. The 10 spies were seers as well. They saw things differently. The two spies, Joshua and Caleb, saw things in alignment with the Lord. Yes, they're all seers. They're all leaders. They're all good people. Um, they were known for being that. But the consequences, both personally and for those under their influence, was profound. One for carrying the right narrative and one for carrying the wrong. And the wrong narrative was, no, we can't move forward. We're, we're about to lose. We need to go back. We need to go back for them. Let's go back to Egypt, if possible. Well, they didn't even have that suggestion. The people figured that one out on their own. It's like, at least we have some controlled slavery we can go back to instead of being wiped out if we try to move forward. Mm. And so for, for us today, you know, the Lord had me go back and look, and I'm not going to revisit it right now. We have a couple of times um, I think it was Rosh Hashanah 2020, back to Eden. And I was talking about the narrative there as well. I said, the Lord spoke, we're, back, we're actually, we're headed back to Eden, back to a place of restored earth. And, and in this Eden, this time, the whole earth, the whole globe, the whole cosmos is the Eden, is the garden. And that's where we're going. And I said, as a sign, I gave in the Rosh Hashanah, I said, there will be an 8.9 or 9 earthquake in Antarctica, which I right. never could have, couldn't find one, never recorded. And within a short time, I then showed the graph that showed it, even though the, we'll, we'll say, quote, the regular agencies. Don't. Yeah, what it was, was the USGS didn't record it, but other people that were recording in that part of the world did record it. 
just so it's clear as you know that that's the way it happened we could it, we actually couldn't prove it by usgs but we proved it by another one because they're yeah. not the only ones uh recording these things so right and this other person has been saying for some time that there is a reason to allow certain things to be reported and not reported etc so i'm just mm. saying there was kind of a big um confirmation high five from god it is you know it it was directly after it. We haven't had one like that, a nine, um, the nine earthquake. I, th- I should throw in right now uh, our prayers for those in Turkey. We understand tens of thousands, perhaps, well, at least thousands initially have died from a, a, a very large 7.8 earthquake um, early morning oh, yeah. in Turkey yeah. and Syria. And um, I have no more comments on that right now other than. Yes, I know about it, and we are praying for them, and it's good to pray for them as well. But it yeah. doesn't go with a specific word um, for today. It's how we've been misreading the times, misreading the revelation, and we're headed towards really good. We're headed towards really good, and it gets better to the degree the sons and daughters of the king come into alignment with what is his storyline. If we have 95% of the body of Christ believing we're headed towards Antichrist rule, we really, we slow down the process. We make it more difficult. We don't ultimately uh, disrupt what God is doing and what his plan is because he'll move by many or few. Yeah. He'll start it out with a David. He'll start it out with Gideon's, with a Gideon and then Gideon's 300. He doesn't need a lot. And there is faith on earth for this thing to move forward. So you're not going to avoid it by your doubt and unbelief, mm. but you can slow it down and you can just slow yourself down. So there's an alignment to come into um, regarding this. And so um, I want to look at these scriptures that help establish. Here's what I'm going to be saying. I'm just going to say what's what's the key thing the Lord wants me to say that we're going to say it again. We're going to say it over over the coming programs. We're going to we're going to engage in discussing things that don't allow people to see this particular narrative. The Lord I've known for some time that at some point we had to hit it hard, but I was like, they're not ready. They can't. I'm aware of there is what God's doing next. Sometimes people and even God's people can't take the full step. So you just have to give them like a half a step and three quarters step. And so the full step is we are headed towards the kingdom fully being revealed on earth. That is next. It's not next. It's not in the future, the reveal of the Antichrist. That's something you're not going to be looking at for your in your life. You're already seeing it. There's no it's just there whenever the sons and daughters of the king do not do their part, when they don't let their light shine before men, when they don't show up as salt and light in the seven mountains, Antichrist spirits rule. And that's just there's no worse. We're like, no, I think we're headed to one world. Whatever you think we're headed towards, we've been there. That's what we're in the process of being brought out from. 100% all nations have been under an Antichrist spirit, a Luciferian spirit. All governments has been run by blackmail. Our own country, it's new information coming out that there is between 400 and 500,000 blackmail videos, uh, basically that keep everybody that's famous, everybody that's famous in all the mountains, all your sports stars, all your uh, actors, actresses, government people, if they've been able to say no, some who say no, you know, there could be a handful that are still there in some kind of way. 
but this this is the way that they have come in. They've come in thoroughly, 100%. You saw it uh, with the COVID. When you saw all 200-something nations with masks on that don't do anything, when you saw them honoring six feet, not seven feet, it was intentional. They would draw six, six, six. It was a reveal of the Antichrist. There is no future Antichrist. We've been facing it. It's here. It's been, but... There, this is not this is not the narrative we're moving into. The narrative is full manifestation of the kingdom of God on earth, and it's biblically based in by so many scriptures. I'm just going to give a handful. Um, I could give. I have in front of me 25, um, but I'm not going to give 25. And so we want to understand that this is the biblical the, the biblical storyline that we are in. And there's something really specific about Daniel. We're going to start in Daniel. And, and Steve, this, this, this thing of the gavel, it was like the same weekend or same week, same time. I was on a, on a walk, prayer walk with the Lord on the beach in Florida. And I, I came back to Elizabeth. I said, he keeps showing me the gavel, the gavel. Wow. And it was uh, Bobby Connors then had his visitation, something to do with the gavel. Yeah. Just in the coincidence of it all, the Speaker of the House was going through his process, 15 different voting. And so it's one known for the gavel that's there. And and the Lord spoke that what that gavel is about is about a judgment that he has made. The courtroom of heaven has made a decision. It's not a decision that the kingdom can now advance. It is confirming that we are in the third day. We had a a program on this a while back, Steve, where, you know, uh, uh, out of Amos, it says for two days, after two days, he will raise us up. The third day, we will live before him. So living before him is we are there as oaks of righteousness. And we're there to establish and reveal and manifest the kingdom, to reveal a back to Eden identity. It's we're headed towards Total good. There, are, I, I want, as I read these scriptures, I want somebody to tell me, be thinking through, okay, well, where does the Antichrist fit in there? Where does it going bad? Where does the false prophet? Where does the beast? And, you know, in the future, we're going to go after that. The book of Revelation, all the stuff to do with um, the beast, the Antichrist, the false prophet has had a clear fulfillment already. And there are books on it. Josephus knew it. He knew what the beast was, the Antichrist, the false prophet. And so we'll identify that as well. Matthew 23, 24, 25. People are waiting that for the future. It already happened. Jesus said it. Jesus confirmed it. This generation will see it. He said that generation saw it. So if you're stumbling with that, okay. But this narrative we're going to lay out, um, I'm going to start it. In Daniel 2, 44, I want to remind you, this is for impartation as well. I believe those of you who begin to align and resonate with this, even as I'm speaking to you, the Lord said, tell them his healing in their physical bodies will begin to take place because you're being healed in order to shine. You have time left. You have something to do. You have assignment. That's not the only reason he heals you, but that's uh, what he's telling me. So here is Daniel chapter 2. And okay, I have to tell you this. This is what's important about Daniel. So we try to make Revelation be the book on the future. 
when it says these are the things that shortly must come about if you go read Revelation 1-1. It doesn't say it's a book on the future. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. There is one that is clearly established above all others as having already been proven prophetically correct over a timeline of thousands of years, and it's the book of Daniel. Yeah. The modern theologians and seminarians no longer want to give, we'll say some, I don't know what the percentage is, no no longer want to give Daniel credit for writing the book of Daniel because it would mean that he knew these things ahead of time. Which is what a prophet does. That's the whole. That's the definition of a prophet, right? Yeah. And, and so they think it was a writer from the second century, which would be seven hundred years after Daniel. Why did they think that? Because for seven hundred years, Daniel had been correct. He identified the next four empires that were coming. He identified the Babylonian Babylonian Empire, the Medo Persian Empire, the Greek Empire, and the Roman Empire. And Daniel, what he saw in his dream that left him uh, concerned with some joy at where it was going to go, is that uh, he didn't see there was no other kingdom after the Roman kingdom. These were all part of one image. And then there was the stone that the builders rejected, which is Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. He came and he smashed that beast. And that beast was pulverized into pieces until it was fully gone. There was no, they didn't rebuild. They didn't come alive like some of these movies where you think the guy's dead and he comes back. No, there was no coming back. There was an absolute uh, uh, um, demolishing of that image. It took time. And the time that it took, I believe, is going into the third day. That's why after two days, he'll raise us up. And the third day, that's why the Lord's like putting this on us right now is like, I've already made the decision. It's kingdom time. Now align with it. Don't okay. align with anything else. Align with kingdom time. So this Daniel saw it. And so let's just read Daniel 2.44. <clears throat> Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. This had to do with his dream that I shared, but we're saving time. And in the days of these kings, and he's talking about the Roman kings, hmm. the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed Hmm. and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. In other words, there's no time. There's at no time the Antichrist takes over this kingdom. Like for clarity, the kingdom will not be left to other people. It shall break in in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. Inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that it broke in pieces, the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain and its interpretation is sure. Now, I'll just tell us right now as we go into the next verse out of out of Daniel that. When I say there's only been one other empire, it didn't make sense for a while. If you understand, just to give you roughly the numbers, the Babylonian Empire, and we know about it from Nebuchadnezzar, he's the one that made it strong, was from 605 to 539 BC, before Christ. And so 
it, it had, you know, not even 100 years um, that it was in power. And then there was what Cyrus brought in and the Mede-Persian Empire. But it had it had it was from 539 to 331 B.C. So it had 200 years. And then they list the Greek Empire. And there's Alexander the Great would be the person we know. They're 331. And these these dates are not important for those like, oh, I wish you'd go slower. And this is not important stuff. Um, I'm telling you for a different reason. 331 to 146 B.C. So what, 180 years or so. The, the Greek the Greek Empire, and then it, Rome started roughly 146 before Christ, and it was listed as having um, been done around 476, around 500 after Christ. But the reality, the way we now know it, what's been being shared to us, that Roman Empire just kind of reinvented itself spiritually. It's been the exact same empire ever since. So it did tell us, Daniel, when he saw, if we went in depth on his on his dream and on Nebuchadnezzar's dream, the fourth beast was like nothing else. And it was much greater than the others. And there is this thing about it would talk about had a mouth that would speak things, wonders. And it would it talked a couple of times about its mouth. And I mm-hmm. believe that's talking about the strategy to take over media and use mm-hmm. media as its weapon. And so that's where we see it right now. So. What Daniel talked about, we are presently living. It's that beast. And that beast is in its final stages. That beast, it already, the cornerstone, Jesus, hit its authority and rule. It only waits for sons and daughters of the king to have enough resolve to finish enforcing what was already done. Jesus is not coming again to do it. He doesn't need to start a millennium to do it. He doesn't need to die again, come again, uh, rapture us. It is left to us. You'll see what I just read. Wow. There was, I'm going to say that part one more. The God of heaven will set up a kingdom. How was that set up? With Jesus. John said, repent. The kingdom is here. Jesus said, repent. The kingdom is here. Can I ask you a quick question just before you get on? In Daniel, when it talks about that a new a kingdom will be set up and you we just read it and then nothing will ever be able to overcome it that's my words but are is daniel specifically prophesying jesus when he's saying this thing and when he's saying that is daniel saying is he prophesying that the kingdom that you and i are talking about that we're in we're now in this kingdom age that we're starting in is he talking about what jesus did that will come to more of a fullness starting now or are they two different kingdoms i just for people to clarify which kingdom if there's two different definitions no it's it's the kingdom jesus brought in the kingdom okay the kingdoms always existed but not on earth until jesus came that's why they had to repent the kingdom is here the kingdom wasn't here until the king because the king till the king came the king and his kingdom they come together and so which kingdom are we entering now is it just an expansion of all of the We're not, it's the same kingdom it's the era okay. of the king it's it's a reveal the reveal has been progressively happening okay it's happened enough where we now have one in every three people on the planet say i follow jesus christ okay they were this you know in this tiny tiny majority in jesus day they were even a hundred years ago 1900 i think we were one in 34 and now it's like one in four. 
And then we have 700 million filled with the Holy Spirit. So mm. we have in numbers, um, but there's a weak inversion. We've uh, addressed it. We've had genetically modified spiritual food oh, wow. where that yeah. entire spirit-filled crowd for the last 100 years, the 99 percentile of them, or at least 95% of them, believe they're just here for a moment waiting for Jesus to rescue or rapture us. And that has been a damaging, it's as damaging to us as the 10 spies report was to the children of Israel then. And yeah. so they didn't do, they skipped a generation because they wouldn't believe. That doctrine will have a skipping generations, but no more. That's gonna change um, uh, right now. But he would set up a kingdom and it, we just have to read all Jesus's scriptures on the kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. So he's tending to his kingdom 100% from the day Jesus announced repent kingdom is here. And so it will break in pieces and consume all other kingdoms. Now it didn't happen in that instant in the sense it tells you somewhere else that it hit the image in the feet. It's going to take, it's a process. And we understood from our other scriptures on the third day, the process gets finished. But the second day, for two days, it's alive. It's 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 showing strength. Uh, the legal aspects of it have been taken care of because there was the legal loss of the kingdoms that took place because of sin. Jesus came and gave us the legal uh, standing back again. So anyway, let's move to... Um, yeah. uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 26 and 27. You'll remember that I've said these before, but the Lord said, Set them, say them again. You can't say them enough right now because there is an urgency to get us on his narrative. And there's going to be instant and immediate rewards. So connect to this vision I'm going to give in a little while. Um, instant rewards for those who will align with this narrative. Because it's his narrative and he will prove it and he will prove it. I don't have to. I'm just supposed to declare what he says to declare. And that's that's the rest of it. So Daniel chapter seven and verse 26 and 27, yeah. seven, 26 and 27. But the court shall be seated. That's what happened this year again. And they shall take away his dominion. The court was seated. That was the gavel of the Lord. Dominion taken to consume and destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the most high. And so he's either telling us that's the season we're in uh, or reminding us that is what he already paid the price for. But we've entered a third day expression shall be given to the people, the saints of the most high. So the kingdom gets showcased through the saints before Jesus returned. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions dominions shall serve and obey him. People say, well, do you actually believe all the whole world is going to, uh, you know, submit to who he is? I believe the Bible. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. All other kingdoms are going to serve and obey him. Whatever that means, I believe it. So don't ask me what I believe. I believe the Bible. You're like, would you, whatever other version, like every single nation. If that means every single nation, then that's exactly what's going to happen. And then uh, verse 28 starts out with, this is the end of the account. 
I brought that up a couple weeks ago. This is the end of the account. That's the only line I want to read. This is the end of the account. And you're like, well, well, where was the Antichrist, the beast, the false prophet, the tribulation? Where was all the other stuff that's in there? Because all he says is this cornerstone, this stone that the builders rejected, Jesus sets up his kingdom. And we now have two passages from Daniel where it tells you that this is going to go on forever and ever. And it never acknowledges a blip in the road that has to take place. Uh, Furthermore, let's look at Daniel chapter 11, another well-known verse. Daniel 11, verse 33. We'll start with verse 32. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God, actually it is 32. But the people who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. And those of the people who understand shall instruct many. Now, we want to understand a couple things about Daniel eleven thirty-three. We often put that as some futuristic point that this tells us people explain Daniel 11. This is in the future when the Antichrist will be here. Well, what you need to know is all of that already took place. Uh, Josephus explained it. I, again, didn't even take a biblical scholar. Uh, Daniel stuff so uh, specifically happened. The four kingdoms happened just like he said. The timing of them happened the way he said. He had the 70 weeks. We won't go into that right now. But it, there was already Antiochus IV was carrying an Antichrist spirit. And um, there was, you know, the confrontation brought to him by the Maccabeans. And when it says that the, the people who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits, the Maccabeans, against all odds, basically fought against and resisted the Antichrist spirit of that day. So this doesn't also confirm to us that in the future for us is the Antichrist. This already happened. I haven't ever point blank told people this because I didn't know if they could handle that. And the, this, the definition of this that's happened is when you say this is Daniel, Daniel 11, where it talks about just Daniel 11. For many, yeah. that's that's a description of the Antichrist that's in our future. But it was literally history. It's proven. It happened already. It was Antiochus IV and the Maccabeans. They encounter uh, uh, between them. Some of your Bibles will even uh, tell you pointedly about it. My, my Bible actually uh, tells <clears throat> about it. Um, and so, you know, in the end, the Maccabeans, the, the Maccabees would defeat Antiochus and rededicate the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. And, and so that happened. So that's for those who have this in their in their book of eschatology. No, first of all, yeah, we're going to rise during the Antichrist reign. No, that story already happened. But the point in principle remains. When you see if the if the Maccabee the Maccabees could see their version of the Antichrist rise, and against all odds they rose, and then they were able to bring the level of freedom they were able to bring. This is for sure for us. The people who know their God will do great exploits. We're called to do mighty exploits, and it doesn't matter what the enemy is doing. It doesn't matter how big he's barking. It didn't matter for the children of Israel. If they were grasshoppers compared to them, Caleb understood they will be bread for us. When you when you align with his narrative, the enemy is bread for us. Okay, let's do a, a real quick question on that. On the the, the Mac, when you're talking about the Maccabees, it's stuff that already happened. This is in the time where people think of um, what's the what's the holiday they celebrate even now? Hanukkah. 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 So that's around the time when Hanukkah was birthed as a 
as a it, thing. And Jesus direct, later, in, Jesus comes along and actually celebrates Hanukkah with them. It's a direct result of that. Okay. And it's a reminder that he has authority over the Antichrist, that even his sons, we wouldn't even say they were spirit, spirit filled or whatever, but they rose with courage and resisted. And so there's a reason he was willing to celebrate it himself. <clears throat> That's we won't go into it for time's sake. So then Isaiah, Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Now, everybody figure out who that is? Okay, we know that's Jesus. Mm -hmm. We can read it there. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now go to verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Now just stop. Just make sure that registers. The scripture can be so common that people miss it. If you look at that, the language of it, his government, once he comes and establishes his kingdom, it will never stop increasing. That's what Daniel saw. Daniel saw uh, if I didn't even go to that scripture, there's so many scriptures, even from Daniel, he talked about the kingdom becoming a mountain that filled the whole earth. Now, how do you fill the whole earth progressively and never stop? And that kingdom's never given to anybody else if our future is supposed to be in some way impeded by the Antichrist. Anyway, of yeah. the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. That is a huge. I'd never seen it like that, Johnny. But yeah, I mean, in other words. Tomorrow is greater than today and yesterday, you know, and it's always greater, greater, greater. It's always increasing. Uh, and that's a proof that it's okay. That's a, that's, I've yeah. never seen that pointed out, Johnny. See, so and it says it over and over. We're not going yeah. by just one scripture. And it says there will be no other kingdom that can interrupt it. Yeah. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. Now, just from that time forward. What is that time, Steve? The time of Jesus uh, on the when earth. Jesus starts, when Jesus is, shows yeah. up, when the king shows up from that time, even forever, it never stops increasing. So where, where, where is, where is this big enemy of the Antichrist, the beast, the false prophet, the great tribulation? At minimum, you are to consider them all bread. They will be bread for us because it is not inserted into Isaiah's narrative. It is not inserted into Daniel's narrative. It is not inserted into David's narrative in Psalms. Ask me the nations and I will give them to you for inheritance. And he scoffs and laughs at those who think they control the earth and the world. And prophet after prophet, it is not in the narrative. And so we have to even be creative with certain scriptures to create, um, uh, you know, a downward movement for us and for the kingdom. Mm. When that only downward movement is right here in the minds of his sons and daughters. If you lose it here, if you buy into a lie, then you propel that lie, you carry that lie. This has been the fake news that has been in the body of Christ for years and years and decades. And John, can let me point out that, you know, when I was raised, I was raised Seventh-day Adventist. People have heard me say that many, many times on this program, but we didn't believe in this rapture where there was a rescue and everyone. So we believed uh, everything was being played out in the scenario, but we, but, in essence, our theology was the same. Things were going to start getting worse and worse and worse and worse until God came in literally in the second coming, then happened on the earth first, and then we were caught up. So 
Our theology was completely different than the rapture, and yet it's exactly the same, if you see what I'm saying. We all believe things were going to degrade until God had to come and rescue us, or God, is that, does that, am I making sense with what I'm saying? Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Well, from the standpoint of that's what you grew on, grew up under, yes. And what I'm saying is, and, and we're agreeing on, is that narrative of things are going to get worse and worse is an absolute lie. Yeah. There is no... Wow. Huge. There is, it's a lie. So it's just somehow just, if you've believed it, you're expecting it, you're contending for it. What's going to be in 20 years and 30 years, a uh, hundred years, whenever you think it's coming, it's not. So, um, and I'm willing, I know I have friends. It's fine. We have friends that are truly prophetic and, and truly prophets, truly prophetic. And you can still be wrong on some areas. And sure. uh, I'll just say, this will be proven to be the real established narrative moving forward. And those who will carry this narrative will find a new fire and anointing on them because this is his narrative. And he's telling me again, he's like, quit being gentle with it. Give it to him straight. Uh, quit withholding truth. Uh, this is another thing um, he said. Persuade my kids of my narrative. This is like I wrote down what he said to me today. He said, persuade my kids of my narrative. This will be the narrative of this next kingdom era. And it was supposed to be kingdom era before, but it's the same way the children of Israel were supposed to go into the promised land before. What makes it is there is a, a he's he's pushing, he, he is pushing, forcing the action because he has enough people he's moving with. He has he has his Gideon's 300, so he's pushing the action and he's and he's moving forward. There is the right narrative. Okay, listen to this part. There is the right narrative that can override or even ignore all other narratives. So I'm laying out some narratives, and if you don't see where it gets interrupted or stopped or where there's, well, first we've got to die and get tribulated and antichrist and all this kind of, if you don't see it with these other voices, if you can just believe what Daniel said, then you can, you can choose to ignore other things. But what about where you're trying to, it's the same thing as the 10 spies saying, well, what about, yeah, Caleb, you can say they will be bread for us, but what about the sons of Anak? What about the Hittites? You don't need to acknowledge them. And the Lord actually says, uh, um, uh, get the right one. And what other, whatever other narrative is entered in, just I've already brought that up, the, the yeah. bread for us. The yeah. kingdom, here it is. The kingdom narrative is total victory on earth by sons and daughters of the king. There is a reward and a kingdom seal of advancement placed on all who will embrace that narrative. I'm going to say that right now. There is a reward and a kingdom seal of advancement. This is something he gave to me as a word. To, I, he's just telling me now. I mean, right? uh, yeah, if I can just kick that right back to you and see if I'm saying, you're saying that for people that understand this, they read the scriptures, they reread Daniel and see what it's saying. That's, that's You proved it in that one place that said from the time of Christ, Going forward, it would always increase. From that time forward, it will always. If they, if people will embrace that narrative, there's a reward for them right here on earth, right? An advancement. Am I? Are you saying that? I'm. I'm not. I'm not only saying that, but he's telling me, don't just do it like it's reading. This is my prophetic word. The Lord okay. said this oh, is his prophetic word to all those listeners right now. 
that if you'll embrace this, that we're, there's only victories to look forward to. Yes, it's battle, but you just insist. There's Yes, the enemy resists, and he resists more when he knows his day is, is finished. But this, if you will embrace it as your narrative, ignore what people, the what ifs, what about the sons of Anak? What about the Antichrist? What about, and we will address those guys soon enough. But if you'll just believe Daniel, believe Isaiah, believe Psalms, and we're going to show you a couple more to believe. And the Lord said, it really tells me something about their spirit if they will choose to believe this. That's, That's why good. he's going to put a seal. This is my son. This is my daughter. I'm going to give them increased ruling ruling authority. And this is something he's saying right right now. And I haven't even got to that uh, the vision I saw, but we're telling some aspects of it that are important. Um, and so, oh, here's what he said. You will choose based on how you have. Co- oh, this is I got to slow down and say this right. You will choose based on how you have cultivated God's size and God's goodness in your own heart. That's why he's going to reward those who choose to say, you know what, from this day forward, I'm hearing the Lord say, tell them, draw a line in the sand. From this day forward, I expect victory, good, glory to glory, entering into seeing cities and nations ruled by the presence and glory of God. If you if you just connect to what we just read, he says all other kingdoms get broken up, get done done for. The kingdom never stops. It ever increases. That was the Isaiah scripture. Daniel said it. If you if you will do that, it it registers. The Lord's saying something else. You will actually change your frequency. You're worried about the frequencies, the dark frequencies. The enemy knows about frequencies. They've planted and distorted frequencies. You will carry a new frequency. And so this will be a frequency that liberates cities and nations plus people. So here's the other scripture. Uh, so well known, we bring it up all the time. I'll just say Habakkuk 2.14, <clears throat> another prophet, Habakkuk. The whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea, as the water covers the sea. So this is yet another prophet, not telling them, well, heads that way, and then there's a, you know, there's an in-between, and then there's a knockout. Period. No. It's just, this is what we're headed to. Surely as I live, the Lord said that in Numbers, actually back to the Caleb and Joshua, when the 10 spies didn't give the right report and the children of Israel cried and wept, and we're going to go back. The Lord made a point. He says, Moses, get out of the way. Let me wipe out the people. And he said in Numbers, surely as I live, the whole earth will be filled with my knowledge. They're having trouble thinking I can take out these little sons of Anak and the Hittites and the Jebusites, as surely as I live, the glory of the Lord, his goodness, the knowledge of him will fill the whole earth. This okay. what, what is that passage? What is that reference on that one that you just said? That one is Numbers and... Oh, Numbers. I didn't know that was in Numbers. Yeah, that's right. When he's picking out the... Um, wow. It, I have it right. I, I know I got it right in front of me. It's Numbers... 14, 20 earth, all the earth shall be filled with his glory. Wow. And they're worried about the Jebusites and all the other sites. He's like, this is a starter. It's the whole earth. That's why. Truly, as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. And it's not just a throwaway scripture. He's saying that because the nation, his covenant nation is saying, I don't think you can. 
I don't think you can deliver us from these, you know, deep staters that are here. They're big. And I don't I don't think you can you can deal with the pharmaceutical mafia. And, and, and mm. the, you can't do that. And he's like, I'm going to be filling the whole earth wow. with my glory. That's your assignment. That's what we're working towards. So, again, another prophetic scripture doesn't recognize interruption, doesn't recognize a time you set apart in order to lose for a season. Uh, like, no, let's put it on pause. Give the enemy a chance to do something for some reason. Nothing. It's not biblical. Um, so another scripture. We'll go back to right, right to Jesus, Matthew 13. And we're not going to do all of them, but we're going to do a couple more here. And then we're going to get to the vision. I'll be looking at the clock here so we can coordinate this together. Um, this is Jesus giving his parables. Uh, and this was a parable of the leaven. And this is just one that came out to me. Another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hit and hid it in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. So if you would just connect it to everything else, the kingdom is to leaven everything. It's to affect everything. It's to rise in the midst of everything. What does leaven do? It rises and changes the, the texture of everything. Hmm. This is, this goes with what we just what we just read. It's it's uh, really Jesus' equivalent message of uh, of what Prophet Habakkuk was saying. The whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. This is just saying it in another parable mm -hmm. form. He's yeah. like, well, if you didn't get it from there, let me just show you what what I yeah, mean. I would have I would have bet a hundred dollars or whatever that that was like a, an Isaiah prophecy or a Psalms prophecy. I didn't know it was in numbers when they're talking about, you know, the Hittites and the Jebusites. So this is like from day one, he's telling them about this. Wow. Uh, I mean, we're not even going to the scripture. If you want to go all the way back to Genesis one, he makes man in his image and he says, have dominion over everything, over every creepy thing that creeps. And <laughs> I like that. That's literally what it says. King yep. James, it every does. creepy thing that creeps. And yes, we're not we're not going to impose on men, but every creepy thing that creeps, everything that's aligned with Satan, every demon power principality has to be crushed and eliminated, knocked off the earth. The earth, he started, if we go back before then, Genesis 1, God made the earth. After every aspect of the earth he made, it says, and God said, that was good. That was mm -hmm. good. What was good? That was the earth before men ever showed up. The earth is not a piece of garbage to be blown up. And burned up uh, the second Peter people getting the second Peter three scripture of the earth being dissolved. There's a reason it says it no other way, no other place in the Bible. And it's because it's a mistranslation. It's a misunderstanding. In some ways, it's almost a direct opposite. I have an eight page exposition on it um, that I sent 10 years ago or so to Peter Wagner. And he says, Johnny, that was brilliant. It's absolutely correct. We've got to get this. Uh, we've got to get this um, into our thinking and processing. I will share that. It'll come in a book, but at some point we'll try to share it here as well so people have an understanding because the enemy is after our narrative. He's after, like he kills us with the wrong narrative. He killed Israel with the wrong narrative. They didn't go where they're supposed to go for 40 years because mm. they listened to seers who didn't see the way the Lord was seeing at that time. And so it's about moving forward. And we're making it just as clear as can be. Daniel, the cornerstone, hit the image. 
And it grew from then on to be a mountain that filled the whole earth. It's the kingdom. Jesus brought it in. Isaiah, unto us a son is born, a child is given. It's Jesus. The increase of his government, no end. So we're going through these scriptures over and over. You know, we're we're trying to do a one, two, three, four. And I could do you about 50 of of these, um, but that's too much. But we do need to knock out this defeatist, this gloom and doom, this Mm. expectation of short, you know, in a minute. Yeah, we're going to have just this little season where we get to get some people saved. And I'm, I'm glad that people are rejoicing about a billion coming to the Lord. Um, but that, that is still such a lesser narrative than he has. Well, the billion is, uh, is almost like people have believed if Bob Jones was the one that has talked about the billion soul harvest a lot, but, and people have been quoting him and others probably, but we saw that as like the final, 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 final harvest. God's going to be able to squeeze out a billion more. Isn't that awesome? That's kind of way, because these things are wrapping up is the way we thought. And a billion, God's going to find a billion more. Yeah, you know, that's great. But you're saying that's just the beginning. It's the wrong narrative. It's like we're going to rescue a billion before we turn the planet over for the devil, either for three and a half years or for seven years or for something. And and that that is not in Daniel's narrative, Isaiah's narrative, Habakkuk's Mm -hmm. narrative, David's narrative. Uh, It's really in nobody's narrative, if you understand um, what they're saying. And it's not in Jesus' narrative of Matthew 24 and 25. He clearly said this generation will see everything he talked about, everything he talked about uh, and the visitation of, of judgment that came that people think are happening now because it says in Matthew 24, 25, it's clear. He speaks sometimes to the Pharisees. He speaks sometimes in private. He added some more context to his disciples. We'll hit that at another time. The Lord said to me, this is important enough because the enemy is just like he's warring over fake news right now. Just why you have these these certain uh, you know social media platforms that will not stop censoring truth. Uh, um, and, but finally, we're having some starting to tell. It's like I needed to be one that starts telling, and I'm not the only one, but I'm going to be a strong voice that starts telling the truth. He says, don't withhold it. Tell it all. It cannot be withheld anymore. The time is here. There's enough sons and daughters, enough of you listening right now who are resonating so strongly. You're never going to back off again. You're never going to back off again. You're never going to have the what if wins that. You're just going to move forward. You're going to believe what's actually said by Jesus, by his prophets, and you're going to move forward and you're going to be blessed for it. And you're going to tell stories from it. And those stories are going to change people around and help adjust this narrative we must the gavel the order from heaven is we got to get our saints operating in alignment with our narrative so the pain of the moment was to awaken the sons and daughters of the king and that's what the delay has been about it's not really a delay because we're delayed forever if we don't i say forever we're not going to be delayed forever but till the sons and daughters of the king arise and shine with who he is in every area of society it's, it's, we're not really, the enemy is not who we think it is. It's those who refuse to carry the king and his kingdom into every area of society. And he brings healing in every place. All right. A couple more. Uh, so, um, Revelation 5, we, we're telling you about Genesis. Let's go to Revelation where the last book, and again, we're just going to do the brief verse, verse on it. We're going to look on, uh, well, let's look at 9 and 10. This is something John already saw. John the 
John the Apostle was taken to heaven, and he saw, verse 9, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll. Now, do we all know who you is? It's Jesus. Jesus. Not reading all the context, but it's you are worthy. Why was he worthy? You are worthy to take the, the scroll and open its seals. Why? For you were slain. He got back all authority and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And so that was good. Let's celebrate salvation. Let's celebrate the gospel of salvation. But that's just that's just the appetizer. That's just a, the mm. entrance to the whole thing and have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. So it's about sons and daughters of the king reigning on earth with his kindness, with his goodness, with his presence, with solutions. That's what they celebrated in heaven. That's what the new song was all about ever since Jesus. There's these things that happen ever since Jesus. Unto us a son is born, a child is given. The stone not made with hands came and knocked the image out. And then we have Revelation 5 here telling us that we reign on the earth. It is our call or assignment. When the scripture talks about king of kings, it's not really saying he's the king of presidents and prime ministers and the such and other kings on earth, even though that's true. We are the kings. We are royalty. He calls us to be sons. There's a whole teaching, multiple scriptures on becoming sons. And when we're saying sons, we're talking about daughters as well, sons and daughters. He has made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. And it addresses when the lamb shows up, it doesn't show it. If you go read all of four, Revelation 4, 5, you don't see an interrupted time. Well, there's stop. And then he has to stop having victory. Um, and, you know, because he's got to let the Antichrist deceive more people and kill more people. You do not see that. What is permitted is permitted because the sons and daughters don't arise as kings and priests. And you don't arise as kings and priests when you have a built in narrative that has been sown into you. And sown into you in a sinister way. No, we lose. We have to go down. We have to get beat up. We have to be. Uh, we have to experience another scourge of death and destruction in our earth before we actually shine. To the degree we allow that narrative to go in our mind, to that degree we allow it to flourish in our society, and that has That's to huge. stop. That's huge. Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, it's good? like. Oh, go ahead. I say, isn't this good? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's like, uh, to me, it's I'm seeing a picture in my head about these believers that God is equipped, and let's, let's, to use a metaphor, they have machine guns and hand grenades on them, spiritually, I'm speaking, but they're all equipped and ready to fight, but someone comes along and says to all these people with all of these machine guns and authority and power, you know what, this isn't the way it's supposed to go, you need to let the enemy come and obliterate most of what you're doing, because that's the way the historians say it's supposed to go, and they would, them, them pulling off would seem utterly ridiculous to do that because someone said, that's, this is not how it ends. It's got to end worse than this. And so they go, oh, okay, and they all drop their weapons. That's what they're asking the body of Christ to do, who's fully equipped. And they're saying, why don't you just drop your weapons because this isn't how it ends. And so we do. We drop our weapons. That is the visual. Okay, that's the visual. That's, you know, I'm just going to mention his name. We had J. Vernon McGee for oh, years. Oh, yeah. If you remember out there from California, and I literally, uh, I don't know how we were exposed to him on a frequent basis, but I only remember one line. And it was like, no sense polishing the brass on the Titanic. Oh, wow. 
Do you remember that? I remember I Jay Vernon McGee, but I, you know, but I wasn't studying that part of it, so I probably tuned him out in those days. But yeah, yeah, I remember McGee, Jay it's Vernon. Like, don't contend for good because it's all supposed to sing. Yeah, we've got a different narrative. Why fight for something that they've told us isn't going to end well? That's weird. You know, it looks very strange in retrospect, doesn't it? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And just to confront it again, where do you find that in Daniel? Where do you find that from Isaiah? Where do you find it from Habakkuk? Where do you find it from David in Psalms? Where do you find it from Jesus? Where does he ever say, listen, I'm going to try it for a little while. And then, you know, the, the, the judgment he did speak of was coming in 70 AD. It did come to Jerusalem. Everything he said in 24, 25 that people have misinterpreted and applied to us now happened in 70 AD when Titus came. Uh, 1.2 or something million Jews died then. That's stuff that was covered in Revelation as well. People, uh, there's actual history that took place. They're trying to apply to us now. And because we choose to believe this distorted narrative of, of uh, what's clearly laid out in Scripture, then we allow the enemy to, and in some ways. Because you, you just, I wasn't sure if I should get you to clarify that, but you brought it up. So um, you said those things were talked about in Revelation, and they happened when 1.2 million Jews lost their lives in 70 AD. So when when John is caught up, and God says, and, and the word is, come up here, John. I'll show you things that must soon take place. He was talking about what was soon to happen, like 70 AD-ish and stuff. Is that what you're saying? Well, even before then, the Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, revelation of Jesus Christ that John saw about the things which shortly must yeah. come to pass. And so not only that, it's like, and again, it's even the non-believers, the non-spirit filled. There's there's the historians, Josephus. They knew what the code names were for Antichrist and and the false prophet and the beast. And they, they had an application. They had they couldn't just like we're censored now. Yeah. And you have to be careful. We have you know, where did the language of where did we start using the jab instead of vaccination? Because, well, if you say vaccination, it's it's going to be censored. It won't be allowed to go. Well, it's the same way. You couldn't say Nero. Um, and so there were things like beast and there's false, you know, there's, there's this terminology, the symbolism, I'm not going to go into them right now, yeah. of a revelation that was used that was clearly applicable to just about everything. There's some aspects of revelation story to the degree it's congruent with the rest of scripture that does have some application moving forward. But all the stuff that we're waiting for, the bad stuff that we think must happen, that we focus on and make room for that already had a clearly established uh, reveal. Mm. And it would be blood flowing in the streets that it talk about revelation, literally mm. blood flowing in the streets. Read Josephus' report about what happened in 70 AD when Titus came and raised, R-A-Z-E-D. People say, no, but he said every, uh, you know, the temple would be totally uh, uh, dismantled. Every stone, it happened in 70 AD. All the stuff happened in 70 AD. It's not for the future. So it's back to the point. You won't see in Jesus' eschatology, him telling us that at any time we need to uh, give up the planet, cease fighting, um, that his government, well, my government that I brought in, it, it does have a diminishing time. No, it did not. It was part of the advance of his government was even Titus having to come in because the judgment of multi-generational diseased um, reality in Jerusalem 
the Pharisees were not just legalists. The, the religious leaders were not just legalists. Ezekiel described them hundreds of years ago before then, what was going on where he was taken in the spirit and he saw that in that temple, that's that reason that temple had, had to be uh, raised, is that very temple had the leaders, it had the priests, and they were sacrificing uh, children, and they, they were doing all the mm. things that we now align with the deep state. That that time, we don't know who all was doing it, but it was enough that that's what they were known by. They were they were white walled sepulchers. Jesus would call them. He called them generation of vipers. And he's talking to the Pharisees. Mm. He's he's not named some of you. Or there's a bad apple among you. No, this thing had gone in 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 so you know until it was systemic. It was it was the religious system was demonic. It was. Uh, something that had to be judged. And so. And then one more quick question. I know you want to get in that vision. I don't want to interrupt you once you do that, but real quick. So when Jesus is talking to his disciples and those gathered and he's telling them what's going to happen, he seems to be referring to what we later see 70 AD. He says, when these things happen, you're surrounded, pray that your flight be not on the, uh, in the winter or on the Sabbath day. He was ta not talking about, the end of the earth. He's talking about what's about to happen in a few years. That's why he told them to pray that their flight would not be in winter. Or on Am I, is that about right? Well, not only that, it is known from the, his, the report from historians that when the people saw the armies, they remembered the words that Jesus had said, and they did take flight. It would have been much worth, well, yeah. uh, Jews suffered, but those who were believers and had listened to Jesus, literally their life was saved wow. for having listened to that admonition. It was fulfilled. Yeah. And it, it seems as sinister as the lies the deep state has held us down with. How in the, you know, in the household of God, how generation after generation, a distortion of reality and a wrong <laughs> narrative can continue to go down the line. But now I understand it. I understand the enemy even has sown into, I now understand there's millions of dollars that have gone into seminaries for advancing a distorted version of Christianity that essentially is a genetically modified defect wow. of spiritual food we're eating, where we're here to give up the planet, get some people saved. And so that's why the best we can ever think of is revival. And I'm not knocking it. Revival, 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 1 billion souls. I'm telling all you who listen. Okay, and, and I want to, you know, I'm, I, I'm celebratory with you, but that is not the highlight because it still connects to this thing of we're going to get a billion saved before we turn over the planet to darkness, mm. all this great tribulation and great uh, death and destruction happen. That is not the future of this planet for the sons and daughters of the king. That is not where the kingdom is advancing towards. The kingdom is going to fill the whole earth like a mountain. Believe it. Just say, Johnny, are you saying, I'm saying, believe the Bible. If you call yeah. yourself a Christian, believe yeah. what it said over and over and over and over by the prophets. And don't make excuses. Don't allow some commentator who showed up on the scene 100 or 200 years or 50 years ago to make you stop believing what is plainly said in uh, every language, whatever language you read it, it's plain. And there's no distortion from the translator. And the Lord makes sure by having it said over and over and over and over again. And I'm only just telling you uh, yeah. some of them. And we're going to hit one more here. And then I think I'm going to have to get to. It's not a very long uh, uh, prophetic word, but it's, it's profound for us right now. And it connects uh, uh, to this. So Romans 8, verse 1. 
verses 19 and 20 and 21. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. Just stop there for a moment. Creation itself, everything that's wired with him. He made the creation. It all carries his fingerprints. He carries some aspect of his breath. We know he made man from the dust of the earth. There is a connection. The earnest expectation of the creation does not eagerly await for the revealing of Jesus in that kind of sense. It doesn't. It, creation is not saying, when is Jesus returning? We have whatever the high percentage is of the body of Christ waiting for Jesus to return. I wonder if this is going to bring him back. The return of Jesus. We're re- waiting for the return. Creation is smarter. Uh, uh, you know, it's spiritual IQ far exceeds. Oh, that's interesting. That's a good point. I'm laughing before you finish making this. Sorry, finish your point. Well, uh, creation the- is smarter. You're saying creation's IQ is smarter in groaning for this expectation that it's waiting for than many of us are, right? It's saying, where are the suns? Yeah, there's been (laughs) there's been an edict. There's there there has been a gavel that happened already when Jesus came. Mm. And and it's now we're hearing it better. But it's sons. It's time for the sons to take the kingdom. And so the sons, it says the saints, the saints and the sons are the same. So it's not just sons, it's daughters as well. So saints Mm -hmm. works better for the revealing of the saints of God. Creation knows the narrative. The narrative is not Jesus is next. The narrative is not even the Antichrist next. The narrative is the saints of God must be revealed as carrying his presence, his glory. Arise, shine, your light has come. Glory of the Lord risen on you. These things that these scriptures all connect. It's, 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 it's a massive web of uh, truth connected all throughout the scripture that we just need to. Okay, let's read on. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. So creation is like, we're looking to be free. Part of the bondage of corruption is, you know, Adam, when he used to plant his crops, thorns didn't grow. But I believe literally his his frequency, his vibrations of sin changed. And so now thorns grew. Just think of it that way. If you're trying yeah. to figure out how does creation, uh, uh, um, oh, that, it's not in front of me right there. Creation itself, verse 21. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So the glorious liberty, we go into liberty, they go into liberty. They're not waiting for the millennium. They're not waiting for Jesus to show up again. They're not waiting for anything other than the sons and daughters of the king to know who they are, exhibit the glorious liberty, to align with this narrative from heaven. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until until now. So, oh my goodness. I'm not going to, I'll just throw these other ones out there. We may get to them on another time because we want to get to the vision now. Acts 3.21. Jesus is held, is retained in the heavens until the restoration of all things spoken of by his servants, the prophet. Acts 3.21. Just so you know that. This is this is Old Testament, New Testament. We've been in Genesis. We've been in Revelation. Jesus is not coming back until the things I just told you that prophet Daniel, prophet Habakkuk, prophet Isaiah, prophet David, all these prophets until these prophets words, the restoration 
of the kingdom fully filling the whole earth like a mountain. Jesus is held at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is retained in heaven. There's not just one scripture. I'm giving you the whole thing. We're, we're giving it to you, to you uh, straight and giving it to you all. We could go to, uh, I mentioned David already, Psalms 2, Psalms 37 is, if you just read 9 through 13, you will look for the wicked man, you will not be able to find them. Wow. And it, it, wow. And you're saying we're coming into that. We're going into that. That is wow. the future. It's, it's enough. I need to take the two minutes to read that verse. Yeah, do that. It's, it's, That'd be good. Read the That's whole huge. chapter. At some point, you just got to go, do, do I believe truth or not? And why don't I? And I'm say the Lord said, if they haven't cultivated my greatness, if they haven't cultivated my power in their heart, they're going to go for these lesser narratives. That's why you do it. Not because you're you're definitely not rightly dividing the scripture. You have not cultivated the greatness, the majesty, the goodness, the greatness of God in your heart. And repent now and align. That's, that's yeah, I mean, I think we had thoughts in our head with well, God can only do so much with, you know, that's why Jesus had to die because he can only do so much with this crop or something. And that's not the narrative. That's not the narrative. So here's quickly okay. uh, Psalm 37 For evildoers will be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Mind you, we didn't go to Jesus' first message, the meek will inherit the earth, the inheritance of earth. And so those who wait on the Lord, they will inherit the earth. Evildoers will be cut off. Who gets raptured? Evildoers in some kind of way. For yet, and then verse 10, for yet a little while and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. Wow. I just want that like. That that's, just needs to like that's a total know, different. Into, I mean, it's the same words I always knew were there, but suddenly they mean what they say. Weird. <laughs> you said a lot right there. Finally, yeah. they mean what they say. Yeah. Verse eleven. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Meek inherit the earth. Righteous inherit the earth. Not a one-time thing. David, and then son of David, Jesus, our Messiah, the King, said that. That's our future. That's what we head for. Daniel saw it. Isaiah saw it. Habakkuk saw it. The prophets saw it. Mm. Oh, we should read verse 12. The wicked plots against the just. Are there conspiracies from the dark side? Is the Antichrist spirit ever conspiring how to bring death and destruction control? Yes. And gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him for he sees that his day is coming. And it goes on and on. Psalm 37 is full of this this narrative. This narrative is not a small narrative. It is extensive, expansive, all the right to scripture. Okay, so here's here's the uh, here's the vision and further application for today. Wow. Let's just get to it and we'll see what we have time for. April 1, 2004. And I, I wrote down, I had it, I was, I went to the third heaven and that was not like seeing it this clear, but that was how I wrote it down. Hey John, just for, you know, for the record, if you, if you run out of time, we can go over a little bit. I want you to get the vision full, full, fullness of it in. So go for it. I think we're going to be okay, but thank you, Steve. I said, I saw many mantles as if floating and available for people to get under and carry. 
like four levels of mantles, one about five feet high and the next two like a foot lower on each one. I mean, like four foot and three. So there's layers of, of mantles. And and then the bottom mantle was just barely a foot or more above the ground. The bottom mantles, you could only get flat on your face to get under them. These bottom mantles were the heavy mantles of past great men of God, great men and great women of God and biblical figures, that their mantles actually were available of, of of those individuals. It's not just new ones, but they're very mantles. And and these mantles on the low level were like they look like coarse sackcloth and not physically attractive. However, these mantles carried and received lightning from heaven. I remember the experience. There's and, and there was interaction with lightnings from that bottom level of mantle. Wow. The higher the mantle, the less unattractive it was. But the thinner it was and the less powered it carried. Hmm. To receive any mantle, one had to at least bow the head in some level of humility. All these mantles were available mantles, but almost all of the bottom level mantles were still available. Just to make that clear. I saw these mantles, but it was like that bottom level, almost all of them were still there. Other ones had been taken. Somebody had gone, as I'll, I'll take that, I'll do that. But the bottom one, and so it's spoken to, to, to humility in some way. But the Lord, when he had me today, he says, I want you to look at that and connect these two to what you're saying right now, to this very message. And he said, uh, this low this low mantle, this low mantle is an Isaiah 61 mantle. I didn't even get to read Isaiah 61, but the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you, has anointed you to preach good news, to be oaks of righteousness, and you will rebuild ruined cities, the desolations of many generations, It connects with all the rest of the words we're giving today. And he said, these these mantles, they're connected. He says, you know, when you did that call for those who have the billion uh, call to be billionaires. And for those who who don't remember, there was very unique power of God that was going to hit those people. And we heard we heard from about 300 within three days. And then no telling how I said, you don't need to tell us. But I don't know how many hundreds more there might be. If you are one of them, this is one of those mantles. They're the low ones. And so these these low ones are uh, it's about it's about humility. But the Lord said what humility is, is about being able to accept this present narrative. He says that's the humility most people won't embrace. They're not fighting just for some souls before we turn it over to Satan. This is about accepting my narrative and it being okay if you get some heat and some criticism from others and from the experts and from the body of Christ and from mafia within the church that says, no, this is where you embrace the, uh, the humility. In fact, the Lord on that, he had me write two things about humility. Humility, number one, is the willingness to be you. Oh, that's humility. interesting. That's pregnant with lots of meaning, isn't it? And it really goes with number two, and then we bring it back. Humility is confidence without cockiness. Hmm. So think of in whatever order you want. Humility is confidence without cockiness. Humility is the willingness to be you. So you're like, okay, I'm just me. 
I'm not, you're not trying to be anybody else. You're not trying to steal anybody else's anything. Hmm. You're willing to be you. And, but there's a realization that God gives something big to you. So connect what I'm saying about humility with these, these low mantles. Cause the Lord, he says this seal of approval he's giving what I talked about earlier. This is where he connected. You will choose based on how you have cultivated God's size and God's goodness in your own heart. And there is a seal and something he is releasing today on listeners, those who are listening. And you may feel and actually experience something physically in your body. That's between you and the Lord. You'll know if you are, but there's an invitation to get under these low, these low mantles. And what it is, he says, the, the humility po- posture is this, that you're saying, and, and he's saying that means you're willing, uh, uh, the, I have it written right here, I should, I should get it. Be willing to be faithful in what is small. But with a mindset, I'm planning on restoring ruined cities. So it's not, you take a low posture. Well, this I'm just glad. No, you take a small, you take, you're faithful in the small, but your mindset is, I am here as a representative of my king. I am an ambassador of my king, and I am ready to manifest the kingdom in such a way that entire cities are going to be set free under the glory of what's on me. But I am, I'm going to look with what's in front of me. It's like Moses when the Lord told him, you're going to set the whole nation free. He's like, uh, how shall I do this? He said, what's in your hand? I have a stick. I have a rod. He said, we're going to work with that. You know, uh, there was Samson. He had the jawbone of an ass to take out a thousand Philistines. Some of you already have advanced your, and you have things and you know what it is the Lord has, has on you. And some of you don't. But all you have to do, if, especially if you're one of those, one of those hundreds that got that sign of there's a billionaire call and Isaiah 61 call the spirit of the sovereign Lord's upon you to be. Uh, the planting of justice, that means you're here and we will live before the Lord. That's that Amos scripture on the third day. We will live before him. The call is to live before him as a people, as as sons and daughters of the king, as royalty exhibiting his nature, his personality. And so he's got all the big mantles ready to drop now. And they're ready to drop now. And you can get under it. And it's to carry, you carry billions because you're planning on a big mission. You you cannot have this call to carry billions and think, try to get souls saved before Jesus comes. Right. If you had it, that's not big enough. You got to, we got to secure the kingdom at every stage, at every level, a manifestation of the kingdom everywhere. And so he said, these people uh, and this was just informal conversation we were having, not that we were having formal, but he said this mantle and what he has available right now is for people to be walking medbeds. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> you know, good. You've been hearing about because the medbeds, we understand a lot of it's about carrying a healing frequency. And he says, but you would just you will expand your vision. It includes people, but it goes into cities, nations, structures, system. That you can be a walking medbed for people, you can be a walking medbed for institutions, for systems, and it's just you believing. And he puts that mantle, and he's activating mantles today because now today is the day of the Lord for advancing the kingdom at the next at the next level. So this is what this is what's going on uh, uh, before us. And I had I know there was one more point it was just. Um, Related to what the Lord told me, I got to see in my little scribbles that I wrote. 
oh, I, I, I knew it was. So this was important as well. I talked about walking med beds. The Lord said, those with the greatest healing ministries from now on will be those who do not limit him to healing physical bodies. That's the kingdom. Kingdom mentality. Jesus came, repent, the kingdom is here. He showcased that it could heal bodies. Blind eyes could see, deaf ears could hear. Demons would run, paralytics would be uh, brought back. But then he told them, hey, this is for bringing justice on earth. Hey, this is to help you, is right after that. He said, the meek will inherit the earth. I'm here to help you inherit your land, your cities, your nation. The kingdom comes in and has the capacity to heal everything. That's what he said. And he healed all kinds of diseases. And he healed all kinds of sickness. Sickness of Hollywood. Sickness Mm. of Wall Street. Sickness of the seven mountains. Sickness of your education system. Sickness of everything. The kingdom has the capacity to heal everything. That's why our ministry is called Restore Seven. It's seven primary spheres of society are meant to reflect, which is everything, are meant to reflect who he is. This is a narrative he is um, challenging us to run with, to embrace, to go with. And I just want to say this again. To those of you who are listening today, there's something about those listening today. And whether you're listening today or it's today for you, it's a few days later. We know uh, thousands more pile on after after the immediate being live. But there is something about a release from him to you for such a time as this. For being one that responds in faith, there was, there was a dynamic of when the Lord could have somebody respond at that moment in faith, that their heart knew the truth. Uh, we have to begin to put the enemy at run as never before. This thing is, well, we're going to, you know, try to rescue some until we run. Then we're going to run and hope Jesus sends somebody or himself to rescue us. Um, He's rescuing us not in that kind of way right now. He's rescuing us into the kingdom narrative. That's that's where we're going. And it is is an incredible day, an incredible opportunity. Steve, you said it to start out. Really, we're excited. God's with us. We need to all be saying that more and more. He's with us. We're excited about it. The devil needs to start running as he's never That's had good. before. The call is to completely extinguish him off earth. If you go to Daniel, it was this kingdom left it in rubbles. And it said, and I didn't even read the scriptures. We could do it another time. But it said there was no trace of these other kingdoms. So there's not even sons and daughters of evil and wickedness that will even align with it. That's just the future according to scripture. And that's part of what I wrote three years ago now. The end of the world, as we know it, at the top there, a prophetic word for entering the new era. And it's kingdom era. I didn't even do, you know, I didn't carry, I didn't say it far enough even then, again, because I was like, they're not ready to hear that mm. yet. But it's okay if I can just defer that, because I know some people, when you tell them that Matthew 23, 24, 25, already happened. Oh, if you don't believe that, I can't. So there was a time where I would hold back on telling the whole truth, but I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, that's good. And that's just the way the way it is. That's good. I have a question. Just one question. Is there a point, maybe it's not now, or maybe it's not a year from now, but is there a point uh, somewhere along this continuum when so many people have 
began to embrace the actual true narrative of what God is actually saying in scripture, that that whole other narrative will just disappear. They'll stop fighting for that. They'll go, what did, will people kind of go, why did we not see this? It makes so much sense. What, what do you see in the future for that? That is, um, that is exactly the great and appropriate question. And the pattern biblically is repeated over and over. I'm just going to read okay. one verse in, in, in response, or one passage, two or three verses in response to that. I won't say where it is. I'll just start reading because it's more fun that way. <clears throat> so the passage is... Uh, <laughs> okay. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. And that's a good rap somewhere. When the, champion, <laughs> when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Now the men in Israel of Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley into the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistine, Philistines fell along the road to Sharim, even as far as Gath, Ekron. Then the children of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines, and they plundered their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, etc., 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 etc. They changed when somebody showed them that they were on the wrong narrative. David came in. They had been for 40 days trembling. And the body of Christ has been trembling in some ways for 40 generations and they have no, you know, we can, you know, we can rescue some people, but obviously Goliath, the antichrist, whatever is too big for us. And then there was what you just talked about. It's all, it's all over the place where we see the, the dynamic Gideon 300, nobody else dared believe what he believed. That's why there's 300 and all the ones that didn't have faith that didn't truly believe. And so it says when children of Israel sees hundreds of thousands running, they go, Oh, I guess we're on wrong narrative. What you just said, Steve, is exactly what's going to going to happen. This is a repeat of scripture over and over. A few get the breakthrough. They chase the enemy and people go, we really can chase the enemy. We really can. <laughs> yeah, wow. Nations. Wow. You're going to start seeing cities and nations operate to the glory of the sons and daughters. And then people, you know, the sooner you catch on, the better. Those of you catch on today. I believe, I just know he's like, there's a seal coming to you, a release of the mantle, and there's going to be amazing breakthrough. Now is the time for the kingdom. So, so, so good. Ty, would you feel like praying for the people as we kind of close this out? That'd be awesome. Yes. It all fit in perfectly. Too. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and we had great reports from last week. We blew the shofar of people being set free and delivered. And that was I shared one of those online the, the couple of days after that. I read that one that I'd sent to you where the woman just suddenly it felt like a shock and tremble or something. I can't remember at all, but it was very encouraging to people. So kingdom time is healing time and yeah. he heals all kinds of diseases, every kind, all of them and whatever. It doesn't even matter if they is synthetic, you know, uh, injection into our bodies that they've done and whatever, hacking our minds, whatever. All of that can be healed and is going to be. So, Lord, I just thank you yeah. for what you're telling us, Lord. Thank you mm. for mm. reminding us of the price you paid on Calvary, because that's when it changed. Mm. To us, a son is born. Unto us, a child is given. And 
and and mm-hmm. this child, you mm-hmm. paid the price on the cross. You grew up. You did not fall to sin, and you introduced the kingdom. At age 30, you came and said, repent. You better change the way you think. My kingdom's here, and it rules and reigns in the matters of men. And it there's an invitation then, if not more than an invitation, a challenge for us all to be salt and light, to carry who you are into every area of society. Never pull back the light. Never pull back the salt. Never give way. Never give in to the enemy at any turn. Never say it's his turn now at all, ever, now, in the future. And so we thank you, Jesus, that you are worthy of the price that you paid at Calvary. Father, you're worthy for the pain you suffered in having to send your only begotten son who had never experienced any kind of violence, rejection. And then he gets brutally beaten, gets spit on, gets mocked Mm. here on earth, all so that you can have sons and daughters who understand my kingdom has all power. All authority, all power is mine, Jesus said. Matthew 28, go therefore disciple nations. You didn't say make conversions, Mm. disciple nations. You disciple them with the gospel of the kingdom. You disciple them with the gospel that says he can rule and reign in every area. You disciple them with a leaven that goes into every area. And Lord, thank you. You are releasing that into us and over us. Let your sons and daughters right now, Lord, be empowered. Lord, I ask that you would release power your power, your kingdom power for this day and age, Lord, supernatural, mighty power onto your sons and daughters right now, Lord. Those who have said yes, those, I see some of you, you've actually laid down on the floor and you said, Lord, put it here. Some of you may even hear lightning in the background, or it might even be closer than that. I I believe uh, there's at least one of you that got just a sign from the Lord that he has responded to you in that kind of way. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of living in such a time as this. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome, Johnny. Very, very good. Very. I, I feel like we're going to be on this territory for a while, uh, on and off, aren't we? We're going to be we hitting this, so that's very, very good. All right, quick reminder, Barry Wentz will be with us tomorrow. He's always very popular with the crowd here and with God and man and all that. So everyone have a great day tomorrow, Tuesday. We'll see you again at 11 o'clock Pacific. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.